1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
0: Hello, London. Welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who's the greatest parent of all time. is Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Hello, London. We're much better than last week's audience. Oh, no, hold on. It that gets confusing. They're going out in a very weird order, these. Anyway, p- welcome. Love to see you all. Thanks for coming. Uh, welcome to Rich Chang's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. I was uh, talking to Touche Turtle and Dum Dum the other day. That's going to fucking sort their kids from the adults. <laughs> they called it Rahalastapa, uh, but... Wally Gator doesn't think it's going to catch on. Come on. Do you remember Wally Gator, Dave? Wally Gator was a swinging alligator in a swamp. I just suddenly remember the theme tune backstage, just as I was standing here. Wait till later when he really starts to rump. See you later, Wally Gator. Good show. Touche tell and Dum Dum. I'm doing too many of these in a row. So there isn't, there isn't much to talk about. Doing my Peter K material about things that no one remembers. It's okay. That's <laughs> except for me. Uh, my daughter uh, turned nine years old at the weekend. Absolutely unbelievable. Nine years, halfway to getting around the fucking house. That's, 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 just nine short years to go, and I'm free. Except we've got a six-year-old as well. So twelve short years. I'm definitely going to be dead by the time. I know. I've got. No, there's nothing beyond being a parent. And she got loads of presents and stuff on her birthday. I got nothing. I, why don't I get something for nine years of being a, I've been a parent for nine years of my life. It's almost a tenth of my life, or something honest. More than sixth of my life, something like that. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I don't know why, where I am anymore. Nothing. No one gives you anything. I did the, all the hard work in this. I think my wife was involved somewhere along the lines. But it's fine. Uh, Look, we're going to crack straight on because we have an amazing guest for you this week. Uh, This is going to go out quite soon. This is going to be a a book club episode, but we're going to, you know, talk about all other stuff as well. Uh, She is probably best known for being a researcher on great movie mistakes, um, then not being anything to do with great movie mistakes two, then becoming a junior researcher for great movie mistakes three... (laughs) There's an emotion. There's something happened, isn't it? Between one and three. We're going to find out all about that. And then back to being a researcher on Great Movie Mistakes For So she worked her way back up. Don't know what she's done since then. Will you please welcome the incredible Rosie Jones, ladies and gentlemen? It's Rosie Jones' Great Movie Mistakes from three of the four Great Movie Mistakes. <laughs> Rosie Jones. What, ha- what happened between Great Movie Mistakes 1 and Great Movie Mistakes 3? I am human. <laughs> right. I worked on 2. Did you? Not on, your, not on the IMDB? Not according to IMDB? So, Why were you a junior researcher on, on number 3 if you were a researcher on number 1? What happened? This is I'm a hard-hitting not... interview straight away. <laughs> Going to get to the truth.
2: I'm honestly so angry because <laughs> I was a researcher yeah. on one, two, three, and four. Yeah,
0: you've got, got four definitely junior so, junior
2: research. So... <laughs> so either the little people at IMDb yeah. fucked up. Or on movie mistakes, too. I did such a shit job. <laughs> they were like, leave that woman <laughs> off the credit. Yeah. Um, it was my first four jobs in TV, right. and it was. Brilliant. I literally went into the office every day with a big bag of (laughs) watches, and I would just watch films every day and look for their mistakes. Do Do they make you watch the whole
0: film? They didn't go, we found some mistakes... No, you had to, you had to find the, the mistakes.
2: One finding wow. that. That's wow. called the reason. <laughs>
0: that's amazing. I would have just Googled great movie mistakes and let someone else do the job. I did that job! Yeah. <laughs> what was the best mistake you found? Do you remember which?
2: Oh, yeah. God, they were all... You're so pedantic. <laughs> My favorite ones were like the period dramas, so they were in big dresses and they caught you the cigar and they like, a
0: helicopter. <laughs> 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 Was that in Downton Abbey? I missed it. Uh, yeah. So brilliant. Well, look, I mean, that's what—that's part of what I love about your career—is you'd started right in the back room. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we, I know, you, we, you are back room of uh, the, the last leg. Yeah. And everything as well. And, and now, and certainly, you, you were on this five years ago. This is the last time you're on this. And you know, you were just breaking through five years ago, and it's gone insane. It's gone insane It's
2: a bit crazy, and I would love to take credit for it, and I would love to sit there and go, yeah, as a researcher, I just always had high ambitions, <laughs> but I think the truth is I was a shit researcher. <laughs> I was basically who I am now. <laughs> so I do no work. I go around the office, just chatting. Chatting and gossiping. Yep. I couldn't make tea. <laughs> so they were like... Oh. What do we do with Rosie? I know we'll put her in front of the camera so she's out of her
0: hair. <laughs> yes, well, I, you know, I was the same. Whenever I've worked behind the scenes on things, I'm the same. I don't do anything, and I just eat Haribo. But then they sacked me for just eating yeah. Haribo.
2: And, <laughs> and also, the real truth is, I was a researcher on old Peck, and one time I found out what Jimmy Carr was <laughs> on. LAUGHTER and
0: I never thought I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can, and you've proven the right. You've proven that. Uh, look, um, let's talk about your book because you've been writing books for a, a few years now, and it's um, and I think this it would be interesting to know how much of this is how, how much of you is in this. But I've listened to the first one of these books, the the amazing Edie Eckhart. Uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's about uh, a girl starting secondary school, and then she's a girl a girl who has cerebral palsy. Um, uh, but it's kind of as, aside from the fact that obviously that's important in terms of as as you say and as she says, in the book, there's no books really with heroes or main characters that are disabled. Um, but it's it's a very much like the, the the story that we'll all recognise from secondary school. Don't you think?
2: Yes, that's it. And I started writing books for two reasons, really. Firstly, even before comedy, I really wanted to be a writer and I grew up on Jacqueline Wilson. And I just loved how she... Never patronized us as children. She talked about real proper topics. But then, alongside that, growing up, when I read those books, I never saw anyone like me. I was never a disabled person as their main character, mm-hmm. apart from um, fucking calling in the secret garden. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember reading that and going, well, I'm not a sickly weird pale boys (laughs) I'm a fucking badass (laughs) Uh, so I wrote easy because I wanted to show that disabled people can absolutely be the main character of a story and yet I always had Jacqueline Wilson in mind of, um, away from talking about disability, he really goes through quite challenging adult things of falling in love, working out who she is, working out where she belongs in her school, whether her disability defines her. And these are all still topics and things that we go through as adults. So it's just hopefully a good... For me to tackle the big things, for
0: kids. I think so. I think it really is, and it's you know it's universal because everyone goes to secondary school feeling like, oh, I, I, am I gonna be friends with the same people I was friends with? You know, I'm am I, am I going to be who am I going to be kissing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it was me, no one for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's so you know that that's universal. But obviously, then there's this you know thing that presumably this character is, you know, has a, has a lot of Rosie Jones in her, I would say. She's...
2: What do you mean? <laughs> Edie, Edie is a good cerebral from a seaside town in Yorkshire <laughs> yeah. who falls in love with another girl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and is a bit of a cheeky cunt as well. Is I <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he got <taught> me <laughs> it's absolutely
0: me <laughs> but I love it because also I love the you know I love the fact that everyone's starting to pair up uh, in the school and Edie feels like she should be getting a boyfriend and it takes her you know we go on the journey and it takes her a while to realise what she really wants herself and it's you know it's beautifully told and it's very funny it's and it's January. I've I've only read the first one so far, and you know I'm a grown man, so I'm not going to fucking read any more. But I will give. I'll, I'll give them to my daughter, who I think Good. will love them. Yeah.
2: yeah, but it should be a late birthday. Party. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I'll give it to her now. But no, it's 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 really terrific. I love the. Um, the stuff about the Christmas... So she, she's in the Christmas Carol, she gets to play Scrooge in the Christmas Carol, but she goes in as a writer, really. She thinks she's going to be, rewrite the Christmas Carol. <laughs> and I love the question she asks. Um, the, you know, she says, uh, these are the things... Why can't she be a woman? Uh, you know, why, why can't this happen? And then you ask, ca- can Tiny Tim die? And that... I mean, I know... I know... I know I, you know, I shouldn't get a disabled person on and say the only disabled character in literature, it would be better if mm. he was dead. But... <laughs> It would be better if he was dead. And I say that, and I think it's very right on, because, you know, I fucking hate the brick.
2: Again, Larry Colin is a loser.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he's a cheerful loser. That's the annoying... He's so happy about everything.
2: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But to be serious... That's the disability representation I grew up with. you singular people on the ground that we should feel sorry for. And then, apart from knowing that team is. Tiny. Yeah, he's tiny. And about to fucking die. <laughs> we don't know anything about it. <laughs> and that is shit. <laughs> it is. And that is why he
0: should die. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. I agree. What a, great, what a great step forward in disabled rights this has been for us. I feel I'm allowed to uh, to say stuff like this because I am now disabled myself, of course.
2: <laughs> but, uh... So how does your warm ball... <laughs> A fat day
0: today. Well, I can't clack them together like maracas anymore, so I've only got one. He's very lonely. I think I should get a, a parking th- ticket thing, shouldn't I? I should, get the, I should be allowed to park where I like because of that.
2: Richard, yeah, in the greatest possible way, LAUGHTER
0: Well, I'll get there, I'll get there eventually. We'll all get there. there. We'll all get
2: there. That is what life is. It's all of us becoming more disabled. It's very very much. And um, and, then we. (laughs) But some of us commit to the (laughs) past from day one. Oh, my God. Um. You started it!
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so like in terms of i mean it is in the audio but i don't know if it's in the book as well but the, the there is this very lovely thing we say when everyone was going around saying what they wanted to be at school you said you wanted to be an author and you know and for edie as well she gets to do the things that she doesn't even believe she can do uh, and it's you know it is very inspiring and it's for, for everyone we can all try and achieve our goals whoever yeah. we are uh, yeah and it's, so it's a, you know it's so lovely that you've got these books and there's you've got there's two more to come right, so there's two out
2: yeah, so I written a 3 d Yeah. but before that, I've written a non-fiction book for children, yeah. which is again for that. Secondary school transition, and it's all about making friends, dealing with bullies, um, navigating body changes, and your first crush. Basically ever and I bought that I need it yeah. as an eleven year old and you know what I'm very like humble I am <laughs> in my comedy and then someone says you for me I get oh, fuck off. But I'm so proud of my book yeah. and I read my last nonfiction book yesterday for the last time before it goes to the copy editor and I thought, oh, it's fucking
0: great. <laughs> I am <that>. I'm amazing. <laughs> That's called Moving On Up, right? Is that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It does sound fantastic. And, you know, it, it sort of surprised... I mean, a lot of this surprises me. It surprises me that there aren't more books like... You know, you'd sort of feel like... Certainly, even when I was at school, which is a long time ago, mm. you would think, oh, things have moved on. But it feels like they, they haven't, you know, that the, 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 these books are still necessary, bullying's still a thing. I kind of hope things are... You know, like when I think about my my childhood and the school grounds, and certainly with disability, we were so mm. fucking horrible, mm. and I include myself in that. But that was disabled people was, you know, it was. You know, yeah, I mean, it's sort of what yeah. a lot of comedians now yeah. do as edgy comedy. But that was what we were doing in the playground. Yeah. And I think, do you think things have moved on in those terms for for disabled kids at school?
2: Yeah, definitely, and uh, that's standard. To sexuality. Yeah. I think children are so much more aware of diversity, and as she said, Edie realises she has feelings from another girl. And um, firstly, if I have been able to read something like that. It would have been revolutionary for me when I was 11. Because yeah. I literally spent on my school years fancying all girls but going, oh, no, I'm not gay cause i got long hair. <laughs> I'm not gay cos I'm not a PE teacher.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so to be able to see to, from people who allowed and out and quit be amazing for this new generation. And I see it at book signings. I see 1011 11-year-olds Thank you, Ed. that yeah. wants to kids the girls and I do too. Yeah. And that just makes me so proud and so, like, emotional that they are able to live their true, authentic self.
0: Yeah, and it's such a lovely love story and it's such a gently, it's so gently told and it's so beautifully told and i think you know, it does feel you know i mean it does feel so i'm not revolutionary because i don't think it's the, the first person to cover this but it does it's, you know it's so great to see that in a kid's book i would imagine there are libraries in schools in florida that won't won't stop this book but uh, for yeah. various reasons yeah but it's yeah. you know it's if you read this and you are, are, are upset but i mean that's but you know you're the kind of person who gets upset by people loving people in a way that you don't like. But it's, you know, it's so, you know, it's so well told and, uh, you know, it's very, it's, a, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. you. So well you. done. It's true. It's, 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 you know, and it is, it is revolutionary in that sense in that, to, to, you know, that you are, again, that would never happen in, again in my, in my day that would certainly never have happened. And again, we were we were awful, weren't we? It's you and me, Dave. Hmm. We are homophobic. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> awful people. <laughs> So I'd like to apologise to, uh, to, to you. You can uh, for what I was, you know, and secretly still am. So um, you, can't ch- you can't change. You can't change. Is it going to become a, t- a TV series? It feels like it should be a TV series.
2: Yeah, I reckon so. We're having the conversation, but uh, this is a boring thing. Basically, uh, you need a lot of like book material yeah. to make a TV series. Like, I would say one book is half a series. Maybe. And I'm a control freak. <laughs> So I never want to be like Game of Thrones and the TV series um, overtakes the book. So I quite like it being the ED book world. And then when I'm ready... Then we'll
0: go into TV. Yeah. I mean, I really want you to play Edie and it, even unlike and everyone else to be children, though. <laughs> I think it would uh, be great. I think it
2: yeah. would be good. <laughs> you know what? My biggest problem will be my tits. <laughs> I think I got a face of an 11 year old. But. <laughs> Beat bad <by> boys
0: <laughs>
2: Absolute nightmare
0: <laughs> Well look, it's, it's, it's really <laughs> terrific We'll talk about some of the... Because you've done so much stuff uh, we're gonna, We'll talk about some of the TV stuff You've done and you're about to do Let's talk, let's talk about Out of Order Because that's, that's coming up really soon Which is your uh, you're hosting... Uh, a panel show.
2: Yeah. So you've done um, a few, you've
0: done a few panel shows in the past, but I don't think you've, you've you've hosted anything before.
2: No, no. So it feels like a big boy game. (laughs) And uh, I loved it. Um, What was amazing about production and Comedy Central was they gave me Full control of like gets captains the set how it worked, how it was written so I really felt like right let's make a proper silly fun show.
0: Yeah. So what's the the premise is people you got to put thing people things in. Order that you imagine. So, give give us some examples of what would would be.
2: So they all people and we got roses regulars to okay. is A group of absolute nut jobs. <laughs> they are lovely but crazy. You know it's a Rosa Jo show because they were all staying at a hotel near the studio and it took two days before they were all shagging each other (laughs) you come in and be like who's shagged who (laughs) Um, and we get a question like um, who's been fired the most so you got to order them and see who looks like them
0: Begets loser. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's a, I you know it's so hard. I think because there's so much competition within this area and so many different ideas. And this is you know you're looking for something that's different than everything else. Well. <laughs> To some extent. Some TV people are saying, can you do Taskmaster but call it something else? But this isn't that. And I can't think of anything exactly. It's like naked attraction, but they don't take their clothes off. They're standing alone. That, right, that's it. That's, a, that's sort of like... A...
2: That's it. The top blindness is, it's about judging people. Yeah. But actually, what we created alongside... Catherine Ryan and Judy Little are the team captains, is such a warm, silly, welcoming environment. Yeah. And it's actually about not judging a book by its cover and getting to know people and what made them interesting. And because uh, I was a host, I was so um, determined to create a warm um, and diverse team that went right from the production to the regulars to the guests, what we created was something fucking funny and great, but more than like a party where everyone was welcome.
0: Yeah, that's great. And, you know, and also it's great to just say the host and both team captains uh, women which is very hard to think of any other situation on TV where that is the case.
2: That's it. I don't <laughs> think it's ever happened. And quite rightfully, I'm doing promo for it now. And the first question is normally... How was doing an all-female TV show and it was great and empowering, but I do want to say that I had total say on the team captains and I, at no point was it Oh can we get cat cause she's a lady <laughs> And can we get you because she's a lady <laughs> and we we'll love free lovely china <laughs> Like it was never ever that it was can we get Catherine because she's fucking funny yeah. and fucking phenomenal? And can we get Judy because she's fucking hilarious and a fucking queen?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it just... It's so, I mean, since I started doing this show, even, you know, like t- 10, 12 years ago, it would have, it, you know, it would have, it would have blown people's minds, I think, to think that you'd get there in 10 years, you know. And I'm not, and that's not to say we're anywhere like, oh, yeah. we've made it, everything's fine. But that is, you know, it's true that these, if you, if you give people the chance and, and get them on, that will show they can do it. And the yeah. best, and what all those people who complain about people they don't like being yeah. on TV, they always say, we just want the best people to be on. But this is the best people doing the show, and they are—you know—they are women, so it's.
2: That's it, like yeah. what gender? We are it's just free comedian, so we're right for this show. Yeah.
0: What channel is it on? Let me let tell it so that people can watch it because it's starting.
2: Comedy Central. Hooray.
0: Good. We will watch that. It sounds terrific.
1: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Uh,
0: and you're, are you are you still on tour with your triple threat? Tour? Yes,
2: i got 82,000 <laughs> Um yeah, I'm on the third leg. That's my biggest problem right now. I'm um too funny. <laughs> so yeah, they keep on buying the tickets. <laughs> so we keep on giving them daddy. <laughs>
0: And are you able to tell me what your triple threats? I know one of the threats is rude, but I don't even know what it is. So
2: yeah. Uh, basically I'm a triple threat because I'm disabled, okay. I'm gay, and I'm a prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh the baby <BBC> she <laughs> looked me. <laughs>
0: I mean, what's astonishing, and it's, you know, you see this when when someone succeeds and then they're doing every, they're doing so much stuff, but you, how are you fitting everything in? Because there's loads of TV, there's TV series that you're very involved in, you're not just turning up for in the day, you're working on, you're writing books and you're, and you're doing stand-up. How the hell are you managing to do all of those things?
2: Um, I'm a psychopath. <laughs> yeah. I have been slept in five
0: years.
2: <laughs> um... I don't know really, I take everything as it comes on. I think I'm getting better now at working less, but working well. And it's quite handy that I am incredibly intelligent. And I just don't faff around if I need to write my book and get on and do it. But always overriding everything is that notion of Beyond comedy, beyond writing, I want to be that representation for disability, and especially when I do talk about my books. And I get disabled children coming up and saying thank you cause he did like me and I used to be sad about that, but I'm not anymore. That's what makes me go always oh, worth. All the travelling, all the late nights, all the times that I've functioned on four hours sleep. And until just driven by the hope and the desire to make the world a more right-setting place. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's great. It's you know. It's yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, and it, and it, you know, it is. I think it's so important. And if, if people, you know, for for uh, for non-disabled people and disabled people, it's important for both sides, right? So for for again, in my day it was it was very much like hide everyone away you have different schools you know you know you, it's and, and it's so important to see i mean everyone as as you know as a person and, and and as a potential people have potential to do whatever they want to do it's so important so it's great you've got that but you do you get as all female comedians do and a little bit male comedians but not really there's a lot of you know there's a there's a lot of unpleasantness that you have to put up with and an extra level to that unpleasantness you have to put up with which obviously you've dealt with um how you know is that getting any i mean is the positive the positive i'm sure the positives do outweigh that but does it get to you the 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 trolling that you haven't discussed and yeah
2: completely and I want to say again that positivity massively outweighs the negativity. But I'm still human and it's just so exhausting that every time I'm on TV, which is every day. I will start trending on Twitter because of the amount of hate. And if you're a woman, you get more hate. If you're disabled, you get even more hate. And I mean, I think about it a lot. And firstly, a lot of the trolls are angry and sad and lonely people who are probably just angry at the world. So they see me, they see something different and they see an outlet to put the anger on. But then a lot of the hate, I think, comes from the notion that normally disabled people fall into two camps. They arrive Vulnerable victims who are isolated and they need help. Or they are the superheroes. They are the Paralympians winning gold medals and defeating all the odds. I... I'm not a victim, but I'm not this perfect superhero. I'm flawed. I tell jokes, I swear, I talk about sex, I talk about my perfect vulva. <laughs> Honestly, it's so nice. (laughs) And I think a lot of people (laughs) a lot of people don't know what to do with me and that confusion comes out in anger again and trolling. But Honestly, I just... Well, A, I don't read it. B, I've been very open with the fact that I'm now in therapy and just... Be...
0: They're ringing up now to get you... Yeah, uh, <laughs> they've sound like out don't, you don't read the comments so they're ringing them in.
2: <laughs>
0: Hello, line one. Yes, <laughs> I agree, she yeah. is. Is <laughs> um, like someone's got the loudest phone yeah. in the world? That's not just. That's not just, Someone's brought a tr- like an old fashioned phone with them. Yeah. It's connected to the wall in their house. Sorry, excuse that, me, I've got to take.
2: Absolute fucking lack like but... <laughs> <laughs> um. Just being out there and being able to talk about the trolling and the effect it does have on my mental health, I think that's important. Um, but the last thing is, the trolls, and a blood a lot of them and who they are. And I can't honestly say that. The truths are fundamentally cunts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like, you, know, you said backstage, they know who you are now. So it is it is that thing where... There, are, you know, they, they, there might be a thing on Twitter where people go, who's the worst comedian? And then if they're naming you, they know you and if you're the best worst comedian that means they know who you are, that, that you're actually you know, they don't know, they never say Richard Herring and I am the fucking worst they've never heard of me, that's the problem so you know, so it's you know, new and niche, for some reason they don't like niche either, I, don't, I can't put my finger on what's coming, I can't put my finger on what the is well <laughs> only I could put my finger on it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but, it, you know, it's, it, it is interesting. And, you know, obviously, you did this documentary as well, which I, mm. I don't think I can say the name of. No, it. Was, it, we... it was controversial. And, yeah. you know, that word that it is, am I a R word, I will yeah. say. That I was watching My Girl, the 1980s, maybe 1990s film with Macaulay Culkin. Uh, and they use that word in, in that film. that's, you know, that's how, I mean, I know in America it's been used, it's still used, really, isn't it? A lot yeah. more than it is here, but it's but it's kind of really astonishing to see that coming out of the, mouth of the kids. Not that I should be surprised, because
2: we. Were all... Yeah, so I I don't need to go into it, but there was a lot of controversy on the title, and whether we should have that word out there and I was the exact producer of the documentary and it was so important to me to use that word and in that way we try trying to reclaim it or say it was okay. We used it because I am still called that word every week, online in the street. But on top of that, it is still a word that is used casually yeah. amongst people and can be heard every day. And I do people take ableist slurs as seriously as other forms of discrimination. So, yeah, as you said, there was a lot of Controversy around it, but I still stick by my decision to use it because it got people
0: talking. Yeah, and and you know your re- reasons for wanting to call it that are absolutely justified. Yeah, of exactly. What you said. Yeah. So absolutely, I did enjoy. You know, this is the second time I've watched an Alison Hammond interview, and I enjoyed being interviewed on. This morning, firstly you get to meet Alison Hammond. But my favourite thing was she went, "I love you. I, you're my favourite. Favorite. I love you so much." And then she called you, she called you Josie. Yeah. That was that was my favourite thing in it. <laughs> Not as bad as Steve Pemberton in inside Number Nine, which she'd clearly never heard of it. I think she did genuinely love you, and yeah. she did correct herself
2: eventually. Basically, I've. Made it a nightmare <laughs> for everyone. From yeah. my social handles, I chose
0: Yes. So
2: everyone's like, "Oh my god, I love you. You're amazing, amazing Jody." <laughs> <Chelsea. laughs>
0: right? Look, let's let's talk about some other stuff. Let's talk about um. Well, look, I, I'm, you were on the Raw Variety Show. Was that the last year?
2: Yeah, 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 in November. Wow,
0: how was how? You know, this is a legendary gig. It's a very difficult gig to for comedians. I think. How did yeah. you, How did you get on?
2: Good, yeah. yeah. I was happy with my performance. Um, I got a lot of shit online. Right. But again, I feel like it was from assholes. Yeah. And I didn't care because the most important part of the day was I met (laughs) Cher. I kept going and I'm going, oh, my God, I'm about to meet the Queen. (laughs) And everyone was like, she'll try to tell Rosie. (laughs) (laughs) She's dead. (laughs) And I went, no, I in. And also, I met my future wife, Hannah Warden Kim.
0: Oh, yeah, nice.
2: I mean, we're gonna get married. (laughs) I assume that restraining order (laughs) has
0: been lifted. And um, which um, she's an incredible woman. So yeah, I uh, love her. And and also like that's what what a you know what an amazing story for her as well. Like to, to you know to yeah a long career yeah. and then suddenly yeah. becoming like super famous and being that talented. as well.
2: Yeah, and it yeah. just
0: sort of shows what's there and the people don't know about. And then suddenly something com- comes to sh- shine a light on them. and You go wow. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm right for this show and... I mean, we talked a little bit, but her career now, she's just been working, working, working. And I'm a massive fan of music, of acting, and I just, Never think she got the respect she deserves. No. So and amazing, amazing that people are like, oh, Anna. But also, she does need to make space in her life <laughs> for our wedding.
0: <laughs> I would love to see it. I would love I to see would. Um, <laughs> uh, Did you get to talk to Cher? Did you, did, did, you get, did you get close enough to say hello to Cher?
2: So, i got to be honest. I don't up the disability. Because <laughs> there was a big crowd And now lot of me have got to... Stand up! Yeah. I can't let see get the limelight. Ah. <laughs> so when she walked by, I went, Hello! <laughs> <laughs> and she shatters. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think Cher was on... I think... I mean, this is because I'm not even quite sure, but I think Cher... I I presented Top of the Pops twice, and Cher was on one of them live, I think. Am I right in saying that? So I think I introduced Cher, but I didn't get to talk to her. When? In, like,
2: 1995.
0: Oh, shit. You're about... I am. (laughs) But I presented Top of the Pops, and there's no great... Oh, shit. (laughs) 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 Which uh, royal, which royals did you meet? Which proper royals did you meet?
2: Willie and Kate.
0: Wow, that's pretty good. The big boys. Yeah. I mean, he could be be king by the time this goes out. Um, (laughs) And it's only going out in a week and a half. (laughs) I've had cancer, I'm allowed to do the jokes.
2: I'm saying nothing okay. because I've already said all the inspiring things. <laughs> I'm hoping for my game hook. Yeah.
0: I, I think you've got a very good shot. <laughs> did he did he say Because you gotta to chat to them afterwards, don't you? Did he did he like did he like the set?
2: Yeah, so they should not a black me loose with them because no one told me what to do, so I am. Um, I hold them. <laughs> I'm a hugger. Yeah, that's good. Um, I told Kate that I loved her. Get someone
0: does.
2: Um. <laughs> Again, very quiet. <laughs> I'm waiting for the Damehood.
0: Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna get 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 the Damehood. <laughs> I think I've missed messed that up. Never mind. <laughs> Good. That's very exciting. It's, you know, it's so. But it, all of this stuff. You do, and there's so much stuff we don't have time to talk about it at all. I love. To, like you're doing. Hor- you've done horrible histories. This thing. On yeah. You played King Harold's mum.
2: Yeah. He's called um,
0: Giffa, Is she called? Her, that yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> How was that? Do you, you have to be upset when he got shot in the face? As that was. Uh.
2: yeah. 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 So, uh, Apparently, uh, she was a baby. Shouty lady. Okay. Yeah. So they produced it once like I met her with a Shouty Lady of <laughs> Roses Jones. <laughs> and that the biggest thing ever was all of the costumes of that evening. They're quite. Tight and boobies. Right. I was born in the wrong <laughs> era. I always say I got big boobs. Lovely hits. <laughs> I would have thrived in that time.
0: But you're doing a lot of acting. Yeah. Do, do call the midwife, which I saw you getting a very good reviews, and act, the other actors... Singing your praises.
2: Yeah, yeah, I love acting. I, I just feel very lucky that I got short of debut career, so I had to write a bit, comedy a bit, and again, it's about... <laughs> Getting the story and the representation out there. And I just loved screaming and getting my family
0: out. (laughs) 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 But, you know, it's, it's absolutely... It's remarkable how much you're doing. Um... You did two shows. Is it any more trip hazard? Is that it? Was that the which? Which sounds like a, an amazing show for you to have done. You did I love crazy that. Stuff. Yeah,
2: So trip hazard, the man travel show on channel four, and it was crazy. And even that, Josh. Going out there, absolutely skydiving, jumping on clips was again so fun and silly, but so empowering to watch a disabled woman do all that.
0: Well, or anyone do that. You know, all the things you're doing, most people will go, I'm not going to do that. So it really is, like, extraordinary. <laughs> I know. You know, I hope they're looking after you and you're <laughs> safe. I'm sure you are.
2: But uh, when I filmed trip, I, said, I had to talk to my agent and say, it's amazing. Try no trying to kill take Because <laughs> it really felt like how can we make this as dangerous <laughs> as possible, but it was so fun.
0: Yeah, no, it looks it looks incredible. It's like you know, all of these. It's just great to you know, it's great when someone's career takes off like this. All I worry about is who whenever it's anyone is just like you don't burn yourself out don't do you know make sure you get some time to yourself yeah. but, it, but the temptation is so hard, isn't it because you, as a comedian you know you know you, you know that how difficult it is to get work, and so when you're offered work it must be very hard to go no' well paid work no i'm gonna i'm gonna turn that down, so you try to fit everything in. But yeah. it's you know, but it's sort of you know it's extraordinary how much you've you've done and since you were last on this show, yeah, And how little I've done since <laughs> you were last on this
2: show <laughs> it's interesting, and I think if we had this conversation a year back I would have go, on, yeah. I'm good and busy, but really I was close to burnout. Yeah. And I remember I I got nominated for a that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't win Called on am dickhead. Called Claudia Winkleman. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> and I remember that the time I literally went right. I got Melbourne, then i and that, then that, then and that, then then I got the Baptist, then then that, that, then and then I had to stop myself because at no point during that time could I sit and let it sink in that I had been nominated for the fucking bath. It really felt like just one more thing to tick off. So since then, I've tried to say no to a lot more. And the things I do, I really sit with and I... Like on Saturday, I filmed... My first stand-up show and I really made a weekend of it. My parents came down, my closest friends, and I sat with it and I celebrated how far I caught myself. It's, I'm always a person who will work every day because I love it. But it's also giving yourself those moments of celebration.
0: Absolutely. And And it's so hard because everything you're doing is good and and looks like just incredible fun, so it's you know i know it's hard work and i know and I know writing books is very, very hard work, and so it's you know i know you you deserve it and you you're putting the graft in but it's you know it's so tempting to just go. This is great. Oh, this is great. This is great. And you, know, and, and you should enjoy it, and you will. And that's a brilliant, absolutely brilliant attitude and the correct attitude. So, look, we're going to have to wind up, even though there's loads more we could talk about. You'll have to come back on. Mm. Um, do, uh, do go and uh, buy the E.D. Uh, e. art books, uh, and there's more coming up, and look out for uh, Moving On Up as well, which sounds absolutely fantastic. Are you still, are you, are you, we're still working on the, the sitcom disability benefits? that coming out?
2: Yes, yeah. So I'm writing that now.
0: Right.
2: Sitcom for Channel 4 and currently writing episode 4. What? Um, And then we're filming that in the summer and hopefully it'll be out by the end of the year. Right.
0: You're an absolute fucking machine, so well done for that. I don't, I, even I, and sometimes I've been known to work too hard, um, can't quite work out how you managed to do all this, but I'm glad you are. And I'm glad that it's, you know, what's great, Rosie, is you're right at the centre of it and it's not just... Some people will be tempted to sit back and go, "I'll let someone else write a book and put my name on it." Oh, but this no. is so—I know—and I know, one hundred percent, you wrote every word of that book because it's so you. So I'm—you so, know—it's so—it's so brilliant to see someone doing so well, and uh, you know, it's a shame it has to be you. But <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll just have to take that, uh, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Please give it up for the amazing Rosie Jones. Thank you very much. Come back next week. We'll do some more. You have been listening to Rahulastapa Book Club with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Rosie Jones. Thank you to Scant Regard for doing the music. I'm indebted to Chris Evans, not that one, and Ben Evans, not that one. Thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre and all the team behind the scenes. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStrikeGov.com production.
1: Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
0: Thanks again for listening to the podcast. RichardHerring.com/slash-ballback-slash-tour or RichardHerring.com/slash-gigs for all of the information on the tour. Go GoFasterStriped.com for lots of downloads and books and lots of fun. Thanks for listening. Go and listen to another one. Tell your friends about the show. Tell your friends about the tour. I love you all. I'm out.